In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is that Sunday. It's when we hear all the names of the genealogy of the ancestors of Christ from the Gospel of Matthew. On this Sunday, probably the most important words at the beginning of the Gospel were, Let us be attentive. Let us be attentive. Why? Because the names start rolling off and rolling off, and then our mind wanders, and we don't realize what's going on. There's a reason why this Gospel was read to us today, about Jehoshaphat and Zadok and Aminadab and Uzziah and Zerubbabel and Hezron and all the others that were named. See, the genealogy of Christ is a revelation to us of the story of the preparation of God's people. It's the preparation of God's people. In the epistle today, St. Paul talks about all of these great people who came before Christ. And none of them received what was coming because God had a greater plan in sending His Son. Everything was preparation, anticipation. And we see this in the genealogy where we see the slow development of the Jewish people and their culmination in the Panagia, in the Mother of God, the Theotokos. We hear of Abraham, who was the first called, set aside. At that time, they began the circumcision to set aside those who were the elect people of God. And then further on, there's Jacob, the father of the twelve nations of Israel. And those twelve nations from the twelve brothers that are the sons of, of Jacob expand and multiply in the land of Egypt in their captivity. And then they are led free by Moses into the promised land, the land that was promised to them many generations before. And then there's David and Solomon who are building the temple. And then a series of kings and they keep falling back into idolatry and coming back to faithfulness. And back to idolatry and back to faithfulness. And back to idolatry again such that our Lord sends them off to Babylon in captivity. And the temple is destroyed. And then they return and their faithfulness is strong. They begin to rebuild the temple. They remain faithful to our Lord. And they are in anticipation of this great Messiah. This is just a little short, brief summary of everything that we just heard in the Gospel today. In those names and in that progression. Everything is in preparation. Meanwhile, God further prepared the people by the surrounding lands because the Roman Empire came into power. And through this great empire that expanded over continents was the, the groundwork for being able to spread the gospel. And likewise with the Greek language, that this language became the lingua franca throughout all of these lands. So the message could be sent out more easily. And most importantly, we see this in the Panagia, in the Mother of God, in Mary. We see that she is the culmination of that preparation. Her parents, Joachim and Anna, were faithful, devout. And they were faithful in the temple. And they asked God again and again for a child. And in their old age, they were given the Theotokos. And she was raised in the temple, living in the temple, around the hymns that were sung in the temple, being taught by angels, as it were. 
And so she is ultimately the culmination of what we as humanity prepare and bring back to God. Just as in the time at the beginning of Abraham, of Adam and of Eve, all of humanity is represented in them, and in all of humanity we turned away from God through Adam and Eve. In Mary, we turn towards God. May it be done according to your will. All of this preparation of the generations and the generations to lead up to this moment. And in fact, it's not just the human race that was in preparation. In one of the hymns of the royal hours, it says, Prepare, O Bethlehem, let the manger make ready, and the cave anticipate. All of creation was in anticipation and preparation of our Lord's coming. In Vespers last night, the hymn said, The time of salvation is at hand. Cave, prepare. Again, these words, prepare. And in the hymn that we sang just in this liturgy today, the hymn of the forefeast, O Bethlehem, prepare. Eden is open to all. Ephrathah, make ready. This is at the time of preparation and fulfillment. And all of creation was being readied for the coming of Christ. All of creation. This theme of preparation and of fulfillment is not just in the incarnation of Christ, but is something that we experience in our own lives. This is a pattern of how God in His love works in our lives. Take a moment and think of a time in your life where you looked back and you saw everything that led up to that one moment. Think about those times. For many of us, it was what we call milestones, like marriages or things like that. But not necessarily. But these moments in our life where we go, ah, that's what that was for. These aha moments. It's like eternity is breaking through. And we see revealed to us all the ways in which God worked in our lives. And some of those ways in which He works were ways that were very difficult for us. Very even painful for us. And then we come to that moment where we go, ah, I see. I see. It was like that at Deacon Stephanos' ordination that we had just a few weeks ago. He came into that ordination as this person who was preparing and preparing and preparing. And then we saw the fulfillment, the fruit of that in his ordination. We can't always see the ways of preparation beforehand in our lives. We have all these different things going on, the good things, the bad things, and we can't weave them all together except when we have those moments where it's revealed to us. Otherwise, it's this tapestry of good things and bad things and things we don't want and things we like. This last week I was listening to a wonderful homily. I highly recommend it. Maybe I'll email it out to all of you. It's Father Andreas Kononos. It is in Greek, but it has subtitles. And this homily is called uh, When Things Don't Go Our Way. Can we relate to that? When Things Don't Go Our Way. And so he talks about how that is for us, why that is for us, how we are to experience that. He talks about attachment, he talks about being fixated, he talks about many different things that relate to this topic of when things don't go our way. 
Oftentimes, when we have those aha moments, when we realize the things before in our lives that lead up to that moment, oftentimes, don't they involve things that we didn't really want, that we didn't really expect in our lives, that were struggles and pains? Because God is working even through those. Even through those, He's working. He's preparing us for these different times in our lives, these moments of revelation. But we often don't have the eyes to see. It was fitting that this morning it just happened to be that the Orthros Gospel reading was the story of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Remember what they said? Jesus, not revealed to them at that moment, says, What is all this that you're talking about? And they say, Oh, we're talking. Don't you know this Jesus of Nazareth, who is a great prophet? And we had hoped that he would be our salvation. We had hoped that he would be the king, effectively, is what they were saying. But he was killed. He was crucified. And what does our Lord do? He says... Don't you know that all of this is written about? And so he proceeds to tell them everything in the Old Testament, and everything in the prophets and the writings of Moses and the Psalms that points to Christ. Because you see, as modern-day Christians, we take for granted that Christ was written into the Old Testament. But if you go back and look, it's not so clear. It's not so clear at all. All of these things that in the Gospel of Matthew says that the prophecy might be fulfilled. And then he quotes a prophecy. And you go back and look at that and you go, this isn't so clear. I wouldn't have figured this out until Christ revealed himself. And even for the apostles, it's the same way. They had people going and saying, his body is not there. And these angels came and told us that he rose. And still, they're walking on the road to Emmaus going, depressed, dejected, sad, because they thought that he was going to be the king, and he's not, because he was killed. So we're not alone in this, in our inability to see the ways in which God is preparing us. Because God in his love is weaving a tapestry in our lives. He's weaving this tapestry and we have these little glimmers, these moments of eternity when we see everything that He is creating out of our very lives and the lives of those around us and how they're interwoven. So all this talk about preparation and the question must be asked, what is our preparation? What is our getting ready? The word etimazo in Greek is also translated in a lot of the hymns as make ready then maybe that's a, a more helpful translation. Because preparation, you'd say, preparing for what? And then I would say, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in your life. So what's the preparation for? But when we say make ready, what does that mean? I'm just ready. For whatever may come, I am ready. And this is the way that those faithful within the Jewish nation were at the time of Christ. They were just ready. They didn't even necessarily know what was going to come. And you saw in the Pharisees where they said, no, this can't be the Messiah because, you know, he's supposed to come from Bethlehem, from the house of David. And, oh, well, nothing good can come out of Nazareth. This can't be the one. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. They thought they were ready, and they weren't. So in our lives, we must make ready. 
We make ready, this church gives this to us in the seasons of fasting, when we make ready for the feast, for our Lord's incarnation in the flesh. But in our lives, more in a broad sense, how do we make ready? Making ready is communing with God. This is how we're ready for God's will in our life, is if we seek to have relationship, communion with Him. Again, this is what we see in the faithful people of the Jewish nation. They were already communing with God. They were already close to God. And when He appeared in the flesh, it all made sense. It all made sense to them. And to others, it was shocking. How could God become human? That doesn't make sense. We can't accept that. But to those who are ready, it made perfect sense. Even though they didn't even conceive of it in their minds, it made perfect sense. And the key to this is our communion with God. Our ability to hear and listen to God is strengthened by our desire to be with God. That might be a very obvious equation, but it's one that perhaps we don't think upon strongly enough in our lives. Because it's not just about this whole thing of our faith and of Christ. It's about every aspect of our life. Every aspect of our life. Because those aha moments, a lot of times they're not, you know, I hate to say this, they're not particularly religious sometimes. They're just times where in your work setting you go, oh, well that's why I had this job and that job and that job all along the way. I see the ways in which God was preparing me for this right here. Everything in our lives is this tapestry that God is weaving together. So let us, as the hymns say, prepare. Let us make ready. And the way in which we make ready is by communing with God, by seeking our relationship with God through everything that the church has to offer so that we may prepare like the cave, like the manger, like Bethlehem, like all of the Jewish people and all of creation. May we be with them instead of those who don't have the eyes to see. Amen.